Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. Today, I have a special guest with me, Lana. She is a beautiful soul. She's a healer, and she is all about empowering women everywhere. Lana, welcome. I'm going to ask you my favorite question. So what bullshit did you say goodbye to, to say hello to the happiness you have now and do the work that you're doing? <laughs> I love the question. And thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here and have this conversation with you. Well, the, the most meaningful thing that is very important for me right now, and I'm like, super aware of it is that I used to believe that in order to succeed and in order to thrive in our modern society, I have to be my masculine, right? I need to show up like a man. And in this case, I will be respected and I will be taken seriously, right? Mm -hmm. And also, I believe that, you know, I really wanted to be an artist. You know, I, mm -hmm. art is very important for me. This is who I am deep inside of me but i didn't believe that if i do art and be my feminine i can succeed right the whole the whole archetype of starving artist you know yeah. even though like now is my art is intimacy and healing healing in intimate arts and i am in my feminine uh it took me a long time to arrive to that point and believe that this is my path and this is my genius and i can succeed with that and can thrive um, it's very important what you're saying, and I want to bring it out a little bit more, is that um, I do this work with clients, as I'm sure you do as well, especially um, I see it even in male clients that there's an imbalance between the male and the female. Both energies exist in all of us. We, both, we all have that uh, male and feminine in us. And it's just like you said, throughout our life, which one did we feed more? And for a lot of women, because they don't feel um, they have, depending on how they grew up, where they grew up, even in the Western cultures, um, there is, you know, you do feel like you have to be a male to be able to do well in your business, um, especially if you have a typical a uh, job that is typically male job. I know for myself when I was an engineer, that was one of the biggest thing. I had to be a male in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, but also for the male clients that I see as well, that um, there's an imbalance and each of us, when we balance both energies, we can do so much more and we are so much more powerful. And um, I want to know what are your thoughts about even the male? Because when you talk about uh, the female energy, everybody just immediately goes mm -hmm. that you have to be a female, you have to be a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is so important also. So I believe the whole universe is about these two existential polarities, feminine and masculine energy. And it's kind of a... A reflection of like electromagnetism right mm -hmm. how the whole universe is created and how everything works it's based on polarities right and it's like 
relationship between these polarities and the balance between them and a collaboration that what creates life right itself and the whole universe basically so i do believe of course we, we no matter what gender we represent in this lifetime we have both energies and it's about our the unique combination of these energies that you know we need to find to discover who we are and how when to show up absolutely it just i believe it's um, just been for so long for thousands of years like the masculine energy was dominant and then created this unbalanced society right that's why we have so much violence mm -hmm. that's why we have so much greed it's like destroying the planet is because you know on a bigger scale of the collective field it's unbalanced so we what we want to do to bring that feminine energy back and the feminine qualities and allow the feminine to co-lead, right? And co-create with masculine in this world. It's a collaboration. And of course, men who are connected to their feminine, which is like emotions and the hearts and creativity, these are just feminine qualities. It doesn't mean that men can't have them. They absolutely can. And it's beautiful. It's like the genius, you know, um, accessing your genius, accessing your intuition. Uh, so yes, men often feel even more oppressed in, in that energy if they show up yes. in that energy. They, they feel like they will not be seen as strong men. They will be judged. So they're actually hiding and oppressing that side of themselves. So that is also very important to acknowledge. So we're not trying to create any kind of competition here. Who is better? It's like we need both, you know, to create life and create balance. That's beautiful. I like what you're saying that you need both to create life. That's a very important point that uh, I think it gets missed. And part of that bringing balance is that the, the masculine energy that is in all of us, it is sort of the warrior in us. It is the, um, the one that stands up and is the fighter in us. And the female side is more to me is the, like you said, creative, but it's part of that, more of that compassion and love and those emotions that you were talking about and bringing both together in harmony it what's create life it's what's um, moving this life forward in an environment that um we are more accepting and loving and kinder not to ourselves but everything around us um can you tell us a little bit about uh, for you what does it mean to balance how do you uh, work on balancing that within yourself both energies mm -hmm. Yes. So at the beginning, you know, I always was, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur and my first business was connected to relationship. I was actually working with relationships, cross-cultural couples, helping them, you know, getting to know each other and, um, you know, really create foundation for trust and love and like deep, serious relationship, basically the many clients of mine got married and got babies and families and then at some point i switched to construction you know <laughs> industry and it was like really like masculine mm -hmm. by nature and i was very successful um and at that time i just didn't believe probably that can grow 
to the next level in my previous business. I just didn't know how, and there were not many role models for me to understand how to move with that. So it's more like, yeah, I could observe how men succeed faster and they're more respected in business. Like, so if you like hold yourself like a man, then you can succeed more, right? I did use, uh, like, because I'm from Ukraine originally, my culture is very different. So we do have different feminine energy in our collective, right? So it's more, I feel it's more balanced at the same time it's there are lots of blind spots as well like i could use i can be like flirty and like look beautiful and i at that time i believe that was like being in my feminine mm -hmm. <laughs> so only after this long journey of self-discovery and doing this deep work in expanded states of consciousness like that i started to receive the downloads about like the collective our history of who we are as human beings uh seeing what been happening with women you know, with our ancestors, like something that we inherit through our DNA, right? This memory, we still hold it. It really opened up for me and I realized like, wow, we've barely scratched the surface of feminine power and we have forgotten what it is. So I've done a lot of work on this and I do believe uh, number one feminine superpower is actually receiving, right? Mm -hmm. Like receiving states of consciousness. And intuition is also part of our receiving superpower because we open ourselves up like we kind of clear our minds we let go of control and we receive guidance right intuitive guidance whatever you call it from the spirit from the universe your soul so it is a lot of uh, about receiving and then when we talk about like relationship with men um, between women and men like in this physical form we also beforehand we are receivers right because like if you think about it when we create life we receive sperm from men and then we give back we put double and quadruple everything we receive like we give um, back a baby right mm -hmm. the baby growing in our body but initially we receive from a man so that's kind of like a beautiful like pattern of the universe like that's on the universal level that women receive from the masculine and then they give back right so our archetypal role is create and nurture and um, masculine archetypal role is like provide and protect right so this is very beautiful exploration for me like i kind of developed my own language about it because i always see like everything through the universal patterns how things work in the universe what are the universal laws right mm -hmm. how it applies to us and how it applies to our individual uh situation and our you know personal relationships so like everything is so interconnected so this is how i see it so like yes doing my work about this piece was very important because i was kind of like you know in the relationship i felt i also need to dominate to be respected right so that was really hard for me to be in a relationship with the man with the man who you know who is in his empowered masculine because i was always thinking that i need to be dominant right my mom was dominant in the family <laughs> she was an entrepreneur and like i thought i need to be the boss mm -hmm. <laughs> so that has 
had to go because this is not how it works. It's just like we just have different gifts and different powers, right? And it's diff completely different qualities. We, co we can co-create. Nobody needs to dominate. We don't need competition. Um, again, really key points here um, that you're mentioning in the relationship, especially because um, because of those imbalances that we're talking about, you're absolutely right. People, um, even in whether it's a marriage, it's partnership, whatever, they are um, in a competition, but also it's like, it is passed down from parents, their parents, and also the society that we live in uh, with the rule book of what a relationship is supposed to be. And it's, it almost feels like we have this um, scale that in the relationship, people try to say, okay, you know, if I'm doing this, you must be doing this. And they try to balance it that way. Whereas we take that balance internally and we balance ourselves first and we can give and receive in unison with the partner that we have in our life. And what a beautiful gift it is to be able to do that in a relationship as well. So thank you for that. Any other relationship, uh, since you have a different kind of background, you, you started in relationships and now in a different way, you're also working um, for people to have better relationships in our lives. Any advice, any guidance you can give the audience? Yeah. I like to say question the obvious to discover the miraculous. This really works for me in exploring intimacy and relationships between feminine and masculine because we have so many blind spots because we're born into the system and we take it for granted, you know. We don't question the most like basic stuff, but this is where people get stuck because they, they think they're doing the right thing. They think they're following what they should do in the relationship, right? Following that form universal formula, like getting married, like they don't question what exactly marriage is. How can they customize this relationship container and relationship model to who they are and how they want to relate to each other? So there is no right and wrong until both people, you know, to happy together, right? So there, there is no need to follow the shoot. And it's so deeply ingrained in us. And we're kind of stepping out a lot out of the box where women had very traditional role of being a wife and a mother only, right? We are mm -hmm. past that point, right? At the same time, when we talk about the dynamics and relationship and how we, you know, behave, what, we think this uh, good relationship is about, we have so much conditioning still. <laughs> and it's, it took me a lot of time you know, to investigate and like, work on myself and my own relationship and work with women and couples. And now I also work with men and like really understand where does it come from? And, you know, I see it, we can go all the way back to like thousands of years when the container of marriage was created and, women you know we have to be like honest with this women have been oppressed for thousands of years right women didn't have rights you know it was not even safe for a woman to be a single woman not and not to be married right mm -hmm. so it was kind of a survival container for 
for women and and for men too you know because of the arranged marriage it was very commercial it was was a political interest and like and also it could be not safe for a woman not to have a husband so it's mm -hmm. like we still carry those imprints even though now they are more subtle and, and you can see it everywhere, like how that we're thinking. Like I was recently talking to the architects and I was saying like all the houses that are built, at least like here in the United States, you know, and I worked in construction before as well in like real estate, like they have the kind of similar design. They don't, there is no creativity. Like there's master bread bedroom, there is, you know, the guest room, there's, and you know, many of my clients now, we talk about it and they actually prefer to have the, the queen has her own bedroom and the king has his own bedroom and then they can have space to share or they can come and visit each other it's like that actually creates more intimacy when you create space for yourself right and so you can reconnect with yourself so there's no right and wrong that you should do <laughs> things that way and always be together and always share everything so it's like and if you go deep there are so many of these aspects that actually create uh, this kind of boring and kind of stagnant energy between partners after they live together for a long time so this field of attraction starts to fade away and you know they might lose connection there are walls of separation i call them <laughs> start to grow between partners before you know they grow apart but there are little adjustments that we can make when we look out of box I call it ascension of intimacy, actually. That's what I'm working on the book and the documentary uh, to really show the depth of this, you know, relationship paradigm and like transitioning to a new understanding of who we are and how we can relate to each other. Beautiful. Um, I, I always on this show, I said, you know, that's why I named it Good, uh, Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness, because I say we have to say goodbye to the shoulds, have, must, need to, and bring it back to yourself, what works for you, um, good or bad in terms for you as an individual. And, you know, that's in a relationship, I agree with you too, it, it's what what does this relationship look like for me? Not what the society told me it has to be, not what has been passed down from generations, not what I've observed from other people or my parents, but what is a relationship? What, what do I want? And also in that, give yourself room because as we're all growing and shifting, you know, when you give yourself that space that you're going to grow, you give your partner that space as well so that you can grow together. And it's like every day you're meeting somebody new. There's a new person in your life that you're greeting and meeting and saying, hey, let's go on this journey together. And it is a journey. When you two people come together, it's a journey that you're agreeing to, you know, sometimes those two paths can come together sometimes we're going side by side sometimes you know maybe it's like oh you go this way and then i'll meet you back there mm -hmm. and giving that uh, i think freedom of expression freedom to be and um, just that we can have different be together but still be separate at the same time 
and have that space to grow. I think it's really wonderful. Um, I like to you mentioned your documentary. So can you tell us about that? I like uh, the audience. I know I you told me about it, but I want you to explain more to the audience as well what you're working on. Yeah, working on this project, documentary project. I still need a lot to do and I've never done this kind of work, you know. So it's very new to me. So I'm like, um, collaborating with people, talking to people, uh, meeting new people to bring this vision to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. And it's called the relationship of the future or ascension of intimacy, right? And it's, it's a journey of understanding like the fundamental relationship between feminine and masculine in the universe, in our society, what happened on our planet, right? Because when we look back, for example, at ancient Egypt, like the, the the most the oldest layers of art and artifacts that we can discover, right? And um, we can see that there was possibly there was a era of the golden age when the feminine masculine was ruling were ruling together, right? You can see it in Egyptian art when there is like a statue and the queen and the king are sitting together on the throne holding hands and they're on the same level so they're like ruling together right mm -hmm. and uh, i i actually followed and um, was really interested in the work on uh, dr bautler carmen bautler she was egyptologist she was a professor she also was director of the documentary called the pyramid code very interesting mm -hmm. perspective and she was talking about that and one episode was dedicated to uh, the relationship between feminine and masculine it was called the empowered human and she brought it up actually she brought it up uh, and she said that you know they they have this discovery about ancient egypt and they start to question the the old paradigm of how we see our history and she said that you know, the more conservative scientific circles, also in Egypt itself, were really resistant, resistant to change the angle of perception, right? <laughs> we're seeing everything through the lens of patriarchy, right? It's been mm -hmm. there for a while. And she kind of, it was a very eye-opening documentary. I actually talked to her about the documentary that I want to create. And we were about to have like this, um, conversation to go deeper and discuss what you know my vision and all this but unfortunately she um, she died in uh, February of this year so that was unfortunate because I really wanted to go deeper with her on this one <laughs> this is a very interesting perspective so uh, basically when we balance these two energies uh, you know in our society now within ourselves in our um, romantic intimate relationship this is when we can experience you know the most creative the most peaceful the most connected beautiful um, reality this is when we create that golden age <laughs> you know at all levels when we know how to balance it and when we honor when we honor the feminine and the masculine equally right and understanding that it's like another side of the coin, another side of the moon. Like we can't exist without each other and we need to honor 
and you know adore each other <laughs> versus like competing and like trying to dominate to dominate and you know oppress that this is such a old paradigm that didn't bring us <laughs> to good places right obviously so that's kind of the foundation of my vision right and then how to bring it in our personal relationship this is the most interesting piece for people right because how do i actually leave it how i can embody that right mm -hmm. how to navigate it and that is i see it as art so for me intimacy is art so like in my business healing and intimate arts and i believe we are on the journey of he helping each other heal because we can do lots of inner work and do this healing work within ourselves. This is the always the foundation. But when we meet somebody and we're in this beautiful, creative, deep relationship, loving relationship with them, they help us heal and they're such a beautiful mirror for us, right? To see mm -hmm. ourselves and go deeper with healing, really release all these old, you know, imprints and wounds that they accumulated over these thousands of years basically um it is really um it's really lovely actually i love what you're saying too and that every relationship to me every relationship is a opportunity for us to be that mirror for us to see ourselves but you're right, in an intimate relationship, that even is another perspective that you don't get in the relationship, whether it's with your siblings, cousins, parents, or friends that you get in an intimate relationship. So that is definitely a very different mirror that you get to experience and a great opportunity to heal those wounds that have been again not just within us but also passed down to us to be able to clear and heal and um that harmony that you're talking about that you're working on you know with your documentary and the work you're doing as well that harmony for for us to be in harmony with our partner and ourselves it's a really a beautiful way to experience and express yourself in life and um, what a wonderful work you're doing I'm so happy about uh, all the work but uh, please mention the other work that you're doing as well I know you this is just a small portion I know you do breath work so anything else you want to tell the audience about other work that you're doing yes yes absolutely yeah, I love working with expanded states of consciousness. And these days, people, you know, do different like plant medicine, you know, different journeys with different like substances that like mind altering, um, altered states of consciousness. I personally, my favorite is breathwork because we don't need any, you know, external agents. We don't need like even plant medicine. There is nothing that we need to take in to shift our perception and expand our consciousness. We can do it just with our breath, right? Mm -hmm. And that was such a huge discovery for me on the experiential level because the first time I tried this breath work, I had no clue how I can, you know, receive such 
experience through just using my breath because it was like a deep journey of self-discovery the very first journey that they had like three hour breathwork session was holotropic breathwork created by Stanislav Grof this part of transpersonal psychology and this is what I studied in that eventually it was just mind-blowing I was shown my soul purpose I was shown who I was I was shown you know, my soul, the way beyond this lifetime that, that we, <laughs> I do believe, and not just believe, that was my personal experience, mm -hmm. that we do have many lifetimes and we come back. This is how we grow on the spiritual level. This is how we uh, grow uh, as a soul, like the journey of the soul itself. And I was shown that I, I came to this world to do something, you know, not just like have fun and have success and have money and entertain myself <laughs> you know because i did have success at a very early age and it was good for me to to experience that because then i i was not really interested to just make money and like you know, that was i realized like wow it doesn't really bring you the the depth of fulfillment and like joy and you know it, there is still something like you, you still want to discover something, you still want to express yourself. There is still so much potential that was not used uh, at that time. So it opened up a new horizon for my personal growth, for my professional growth, for my spiritual growth, and my service work uh, for the humanity. So breathwork was absolutely essential for me, and I do love work. Uh, with people using this modality, holotropic breathwork. I developed my own modality called Breath of Remembrance that I could do online, you know, during pandemic, it was very um, powerful as well. And um, the reason I love to work in expanded states because, you know, it, these practices go way back to thousands and thousands of years. Like, for example, I discovered tantric practices and uh, spirituality of tantra which is spirituality through embodiment and it was kind of forgotten in our <laughs> patriarchal world because um all these religions that became really big in our world they were spirituality through transcendence right like denying the flesh denying the body like sitting in the cave meditating escaping from the physical body or seeing our body as a, like a source of sin and suffering right so tantra in tantra it was the opposite like actually the body is a sacred container for the spirit and we come in this physical world to explore ourselves through the physical body otherwise why why we are physical right we could just be spirits you know <laughs> incorporeal beings so that was very important for me to discover these modalities to work with the body to to work with the breath and also one of the most insightful pieces that I discovered that our brain can produce DMT. This is something mm -hmm. that's found like in ayahuasca and other, you know, plant medicine and psychedelics that people that become very popular these days. But our body, our brain can produce that chemical in expanded states of consciousness, also through intimacy when we're intimate with each other. So that was a huge discovery for me because that explains that we actually don't even need any external agents. Mm -hmm. Generates generate these mystical states, expanded states, just through these simple tools like breath, movement, sound, 
right? Our that something is given to us innately. So that is very central for me. So I do work with consciousness. I do love, you know, spirituality is very central piece for me because especially during this transition, right? During this turbulent turbulent time times, people lose guidance, they lose direction, you know, something that was valuable, you know, you can use your, lose your wealth at any time, you know, you know, now is the war in my country, it's like, nobody could imagine that with Russia, <laughs> my mom was Russian, my father is Ukrainian, so it's like, all these, you know, external values, uh, they are very fragile, but the spirituality, this is who we are, and through expanded states, we could tap into these energies that are universal, like becoming one with the universe, remembering who we are, like connecting to the source. Like this is just something that nobody can take away from us. Love it. Yes. And uh, you're right in this. Uh, we are both actually, there's sort of, you know, you have the war and we're on the, um, it's what our third months into the revolution that has started in Iran. So there's a lot going on around the world. And um, I think the best way, like you said, that we can all shift and change is shift and change the world around ourselves. We did come here to be more than these physical bodies. Um, this is our vessel to experience life here. And, um, and I'm happy that you brought about uh, that we don't need those external agents. I mean, I know they have their benefits for the people that can reach it um, mm -hmm. immediately. So it helps them get to those state of consciousness that we're talking about. Uh, and you can get there without those as well. You know, there's so many of us that we do get there. And, but whichever modality, however you get there, I think the key point that we're trying to get to here is that um, bring that harmony from the inside out and to the world around you. And let's all create a beautiful world that we can all coexist and be in harmony together. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love that you mentioned Iran because my heart was with Iran so much these days and seeing how women stand up for themselves mm -hmm. when they start to, you know, they face this danger. Like it's like real physical danger. They can be punished like, <laughs> or lose their lives. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. Like we're not <laughs> taking it this anymore. And we're, you know, we're bringing that balance back. When women rise this way, you know, I do feel this is also the rise of the family of the feminine and saying no, like, and, you know, showing up differently. That's the power we want because we want the world to be led by feminine, masculine leaders together, not just masculine, <laughs> you know, and bringing that heart and peace and harmony and balance. Women are very sensitive to, you know, anything that is not aligned with love that mm -hmm. is not aligned with compassion with 
oneness like we're all one it doesn't make sense to fight <laughs> each other right so i feel it's a very powerful movement and i'm like 100 percent supporting <laughs> iranian women on this journey and i do have many iranian friends and they're all amazing people like with such depth and such wisdom a very asian culture so happy that this something's shifting in, in a big way Hopefully that shift is going to happen more than just Iran throughout the world because there's there's just more uh, countries that need that shift and um, empowering the not just the female but uh, humans to be able to be at peace and harmony. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you. I'll have Lana's information on the post that you can reach out to her and say hi to her on Instagram and just uh, get in touch with her and find out about all the wonderful work that she is doing. And hopefully her documentary will be out soon and we'll let you know when that's done. Thank you, Lana, for being here. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much, Atusan. Thank you.